following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Wednesday broadcast on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Inside uh, the next 45 minutes or so, Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit Lions, NFL insider will join us. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. And we'll have another edition of True and Blue presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, as we highlight the good people and good things, if not great things happening in law enforcement. If you want to join in, you can check in whenever you want to on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. If you want to just drop a quick opinion, and you can text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21,000. If you're 21 and up, uh, Labatt Blue and the Michigan Sports Network are giving you a chance to win a golf getaway this summer. Two nights stay for you and three guests, 36 holes of golf, at either the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR, the Agamane Golf Resort located between Elk Rapids and Charlevoix in northern Michigan, or the Dumaglass Golf Destination between Boyne City and Charlevoix. All you have to do, if you're 21 and up, text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000, and we'll have monthly drawings. Throughout the summer, just one entry gets you in all three drawings. There'll be a winner for Tellymore, a winner for Agaming, and a winner for Dumaglass. Right now, let's go talk Lions off-season workouts. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit, Lions insider when it comes to your Detroit NFL franchise and the rest of the league. And Jeremy, I've never been more excited about an off-season than this off-season with the Lions. Yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly, uh, especially with OTAs uh, starting up this week. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to kind, of, kind of see if, if uh, all the offseason hype um, matches what we see on, on the field. Obviously, you know, no pads. Yet. It's going to be too early to, to jump to conclusions, but a lot of new parts here in Detroit, a lot of uh, expectations. So uh, it should be a, a fun rest of the offseason as we get kind of closer to training camp here. You know, when you look at the day one conversation with the media, uh, the introduction from Holmes to Campbell uh, to the golf deal, and you start looking at a, a team's growth by photos, and I know it's not in pads and it's not uh, in a regular season NFL game or a playoff game, but just seeing Montgomery working out and some of the video short clips that the Detroit Lions PR team is sending out, or you look at Campbell and his size and athleticism at linebacker or Gibbs in his new Lions uniform at that rookie premiere. And I'm just like, they uh, they keep adding talent. They are building not just for a one-year hit or out of the blue, you go 12-5 and five and win the NFC North. 
they really are building not only a culture, which is first and foremost, but a talent base that is up there with the best in the NFL. Yeah, and, and not only that, they're young, right? Um, I, th- I think PFF put out their recent, you know, top 25 players under 25. Lines had two guys on that list in uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Panay Sewell. But you look around at some of the guys that made big contributions last year, you're like, well, I- I'm pretty sure Aiden Hutchinson could make that list pretty soon. Well, if Jameson Williams gets his act together, he could be on that list pretty soon. Kirby Joseph had a heck of a rookie season last year, and there's a bunch of other guys that we haven't really seen at the tip of the iceberg yet, like uh, a guy like Josh Pascal, last year's second-round pick. Uh, we don't know what he's like. And then you, you throw in the two first-round picks this year, and it's like all these guys that, that are part of this future that, that are, are those talented guys that they brought along, they're all under 25. And even, even a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, young, still plenty of football to be played with him. And I know he only has a one-year deal here. But it just goes to show you that it's not just about getting talented guys and using all this draft capital. It's about staying young so that, like you said, this isn't just going to be about 2023. This is built to be a team that's going to be at at the top of the NFC North for, for years to come. I did see a proud of Detroit. You wrote a story, what we're hoping to learn at Detroit Lions OTAs this year. Uh, What was on that checklist for you, Jeremy? Oh, man, I think first and foremost, it has to probably be the aforementioned Jamison Williams, right? Um, we, we Remember, he missed all of the offseason program last season, so we haven't really even seen what his you know practice habits are like. We don't know how hard he goes. We don't know how he matches up against the Lions defensive backs. That'll kind of be a nice storyline, too, because obviously the Lions have a, a revamped secondary, so how do how do they hold up against a guy like Jamison Williams, and how does Jamison Williams make, make those kind of players look? Um, and then obviously we'll hopefully have the opportunity to talk to him as well, right? And we haven't heard a peep from him since the, the suspension, really only just a, um, a, a some sort of kind of form response through his agency. I don't think he's addressed it on social media or anything. So that'll be interesting. But beyond that, it's, you know, it's hopefully we get to see Jameer Gibbs since we missed him out on working minicamp with a little ankle tweak. Um, and, and then, yeah, I think they aforementioned um, secondary. Uh, see how quickly they can kind of come together. We've already kind of heard a little bit from C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Kind of sounds like he's taking a leadership role during practice, kind of like agitating everybody, like being very vocal and emotional to, to kind of simulate a, a, a real game. And I'm, I'm curious to see what that looks like. Uh, we, we know this team kind of responds to things like that, like tough competition. And so it seems like he's kind of a natural fit. And uh, I want to see just kind of how everyone else on that team responds, if they can get a little swagger in that secondary, because that was obviously missing last year. You know, Gardner Johnson, another photo I saw that the Lions uh, PR team sent out on their Twitter feed, and it's just surreal to see Montgomery or what you mentioned with Jameson or Gibbs. And you go and you see C.J. Gardner Johnson, and you're starting, or Campbell, like I said, his athleticism, the dude's just a beast. Uh, these are the building blocks, and that's why I, I also saw it prior to Detroit. The ESPN analytics uh, gives the Lions favorable odds to win the NFC North, even to make the Super Bowl. Now, let's stop and think about that, Jeremy. <laughs> this this isn't, you know, it used to be if you ever mentioned that, you were drinking the Kool-Aid, right? That was the yeah. Lions, you know, fandom and media-themed sports talk uh, gurus who all want to just say you're drinking the Kool-Aid, but... You know, you look at analytics, which are a huge part of sports today, good and bad. But there we are, and we're talking about the talent that they've collected on top of what they just finished 
the season eight and two and what they did to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in his final game at Lambeau. But, you know, ESPN's analytics gives the Lions favorable odds to win the NFC North and make a Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. I, Again, this is surreal. I don't think we're alive, Jeremy. I think right now we're in wherever. We're someplace in space because this can't be real. It, it does certainly have a surreal feeling to it. And, and to be clear, the, the ESPN odds to make the Super Bowl is currently 9.9%. And I know that it might not sound a lot, but if you're a Lions fan that have kind of followed those odds in the past, they're usually 1% or below. So we're talking like... I think that's the sixth or seventh highest odds in, in the NFL, according to their analytics. Mm. And to be to be clear, ESPN's analytics not on a concurrent good run with obviously like the the three percent that the Heat were going to beat the Celtics in this series. And uh, I think they they said Will Levis had a zero point one percent chance of that of falling out of the first round. So analytics are what they are. You know, they have a spot. They're not the end all be all. But it's just interesting because I mean, it's not just analytics. It's it's analysts, right, across the league. Uh, ESPN's um, one of ESPN's main analysts. His name's escaping me at the moment. Um, said that you know this this is a team that, like we were just saying, not just built for this year. They're built for the future. And and he's been supportive of what lines have been doing really um, since since Dan Campbell walked into town. And I, I think like we can't lose sight of just how different this team was two years ago. Um, Matt Patricia had kind of run them into the ground both in terms of a culture, both in terms of, um, you know, talent, and and what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have managed to do, managed to build in two years is, is, is remarkable, right? Um, we, we see a lot of maybe quick turnarounds every now and then in the NFL, but usually it doesn't last long. And obviously the Lions have to prove a lot to, to make sure this is even a turnaround, but, but like we were saying, that the talent looks good on the table and it looks like it's built for a long-term haul. And so to be able to just do that in two off-seasons, um, I guess three technically now off season. So that's it's pretty impressive feat. And you talk about Lewis Reddick. I know you get excited. Right. Well, that's you right. you get excited talking about the Lions like I do, Jeremy. And <laughs> I completely forget that the anything else in the world exists. You're like you're saying there's a chance they got a 43.6 percent chance to win the NFC North. They got a 9.9 percent chance to get to the Super Bowl. Not talking about winning it. Are you kidding me? Oh, I forgot I have kids. I forgot I have a mortgage payment. I forgot I have a talk <laughs> show. I forgot that's everything. Right. I just are because we are we, and I, I say that as a Lions fan and a statewide radio host, Jeremy. This is the, the, this path they're on. Again, there's no guarantees in sports, okay? But the path they're on to me is the most sustainable, solid footing I've ever seen from this franchise, all levels, off the field, on the field. I'm, I'm with you. Um, and I think we all we just outlined kind of why that is. They've been they've been stellar at drafting. They've been stellar at accumulating draft capital. And obviously that that well is going to dry up a little bit in the future as this team continues to get better and not have top ten picks. And they don't necessarily have a bunch of assets that they plan on trading and getting future first round picks like they had with Matthew Stafford. Um, but at this point, there's no real reason to believe that that Brad Holmes can't do just as well with some of the draft capital that that he will have and. To me, it, it's just that, right? There, there, there are going to be some tough decisions down the road. You know, when you have this many talented players on rookie deals, eventually you're going to have to make tough decisions, right? You're going to have to say, okay, well, we can afford to keep only some of these guys. We're going to have to let the others walk. We'll cross that bridge when we do, but if, if, if Red Holmes can continue to, to hit in his draft picks, and I know, you know, this draft had a lot of 
um, detractors. You know, a lot of people who said maybe maybe they didn't maximize the, the draft value or whatever. But um, until we see him like consistently actually miss on picks, you know, miss on on guys that aren't talented. Which I mean, he hasn't been absolutely perfect, but he's been just as good as you could realistically expect. But until that happens, yeah, you should expect this team to be continue to be built for the future, and that's. That's something that, like, like we've been saying this entire interview, mm. so it's unprecedented territory, and it's a, it's a strange feeling. It's crazy. Can't wait for uh, the season to start with that Chiefs game on uh, Thursday Night Football, game one of the 2023 NFL season. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit, just search that online, Twitter. You can follow him and the team when it comes to the Lions and the NFL. Interesting, uh, a quiet rule change that teams now – uh, not to get stuck playing a position player quarterback will be able to have three uh, quarterbacks active for a game. I wonder how that – I know Hooker is getting that redshirt year they talked about, the rookie out of Tennessee. Uh, Sudfeld is my fear, my one fear, my one concern, and it, and it remains that, you know, golf goes down, which, by the way, Jeremy, I do want to uh, share this news uh, NFL on CBS tweeted out that in the last six years, how about this? The only two quarterbacks with more wins as a starter than Jared Goff are Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. How about that? Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and especially when you consider there's a, what, a three and three thirteen in one season. Mixed I'm in telling there. you, man, the dude is you know he he he's about a year late on what everybody hoped for compared to Stafford, and Stafford had some luck and he made plays and uh, got that Super Bowl ring in L.A. But you know, golf, I have all the confidence in the world he could lead them to not only a, a Super Bowl appearance but a Super Bowl. I really do with what they have around them. Uh, but if he goes down to an injury. Whether it's short term or long term, you're at Nate Sudfeld right now. Hooker won't be ready. I know they're right. impressed with what they're seeing and his leadership, and he looks like a future uh, number two, if not a number one someday, if they don't give golf the big deal. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But man, having Nate Sudfeld there at two, I, that's the only thing I don't get when it comes to Holmes and Campbell. There's still a lot of time before you get to training camp. In that Kansas City game, but at least right now, when I look at your your third quarterback is hurt and not going to play, and Campbell announced that redshirt year, which means you know he's just basically not going to play, and they they drafted him for potential and the future. So, what are your thoughts about Sudfeld being the backup right now as it stands to Golf? Do you think that will be the case when they are ready to kick off in Kansas City in Week One? I mean, the way that, that Brad Holmes has been talking about Sudfeld, I, I kind of do. Um, you know, there, there was that report that they, they had a deal on the table for, for Teddy Bridgewater um, before the draft, but it sounds like maybe both sides wanted to wait until after the draft to figure that sort of thing out. And maybe if you're if you're drafting Hendon Hooker, maybe, the, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater looks at the situation and says, well, there's no chance I'm going to be a starter um, this year, and then there's probably no chance I'm going to be the backup next year, so why would I want to come here? That's me speculating. Maybe, maybe he looks at it differently. Um, but Sudfeld's an interesting guy, right? Like, we haven't seen him at all. Um, so he's kind of one of those things with OTAs I'm kind of interested to take a, an extra look at. Wasn't here last offseason. He was a, a late signing after, obviously, the Lions couldn't find a backup last year. I'm not saying he's going to come in here and, and, and be lights out, but I'm not ready to completely discount the guy when I – I literally haven't seen him throw a pass. I, I wasn't really following his career when he was there with the Eagles. Um, so, I, you know – 
I'm willing to at least give him a chance and see what he looks like during OTAs, and and maybe that's what the Lions are going to do too. Maybe they're just going to see how things look during this offseason program, and if, if they don't like what they see out of Subfield, if they don't like what they see out of Adrian Martinez, maybe they, they put the, the offer back on Teddy's table uh, for, for training camp because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy, given how much of a veteran he is that, that needs all of this offseason time. He can probably step in in training camp to be ready to go. Um, but but the way I hear the Lions talk about Sudfeld, I think I think he's their plan for backup quarterback for probably most of the season until yeah until Hendon Hooker is ready to go, and we don't really have any indication of, of when that will be other than saying this is kind of going to be a redshirt year for him. Uh, Lions did add some depth to the O line, which was a good thing. Uh, that's some of the latest news from Allen Park. Yeah, Jermaine Effetti, um, a veteran guy, former first round pick. Didn't stick around in Seattle after four years as a starter there. Has kind of bounced around uh, a couple teams since then. Not, I mean, he's he's not a starter type. Um, I think that much has kind of been established. But he he's also played a little bit of guard in his career, so he's a veteran. He's a guy that can back up multiple spots. The Lions don't have a ton of depth, especially at the offensive tackle position. And and you know, if you want to talk about players that you really can't afford to lose, Jared Goff is high on that list. But so is Taylor Decker. So is Panay Sewell. Um, those guys are obviously cornerstones to what they do on offense. So if either one of those guys goes down, uh, the Lions need a little depth there. And so Fetty's, you know, an effective guy. Again, not a guy who you really want to be playing if, if need be, but um, a guy that at least knows what to do when he's out there and has some of the physical traits that you need in a, a steady offensive tackle. Uh, before you jumped on the show today, and Jeremy Reisman from com joining us. Uh, on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give guest line. I, I did check out proudofdetroit.com, and it was interesting. You had an open conversation thread on whether the Lions should pursue free agent kicker Brandon McManus. I haven't really thought too much about the kicking position because, you know, we get excited about quarterbacks and backups and running backs and Jamison and stud cornerbacks, but it is interesting, the current Lions kicking situation and would McManus be a huge upgrade yeah I, I mean i think it's definitely something to consider um you know michael badgley was was fine last year um he's he's a very solid kicker from 20 30 40 yards out maybe even um but he just doesn't have the power and so you know that's fine and, and you know that's maybe that's all the lines want um having that is is not a, a given in today's nfl and badgley's a, a steady pro um, but I think of this team and I think of them, listen, if, if this team is going to be truly competitive and it's going to be, you know, in playing in some big games, a lot of those big games are going to come down to the last few seconds of a, of a game. And a lot of times you won't have time to drive the entire field and, and kick a 40-yard field goal. You're going to have to try one from 55 or 58 or whatever. And Badger just doesn't have that in him. Like, it's it's the one thing he's missing from game and power, whereas McManus isn't missing that. Now, his accuracy numbers last year were not good. It was a down year for him. But I look at it a lot like Matt Prater's last year in Detroit. Like, he had a really tough year, but then he went to, uh, what was it, Arizona, I think, and, and kind of bounced right back. I think McManus has a long enough resume where you can look at last year and be like, that is not who he is. Um, he's, he's a guy that generally will, will be able to – you'll be able to trot out there on a 55-yarder, and, you know, he'll make it 60% of the time, which is decent, right? Um, that's an extra weapon to your offense and, and one that can really be a critical one um, in these close games against some really good opponents. So I think it's something they should consider and, and maybe just have kind of a, a training camp battle. I know they added uh, 
uh, Romo, I can't remember his full name, uh, out of the XFL to, to bring in as, as competition this year. I, I think I'd like to see him bring along McManus and, and have those two battle it out. I'm with you. Uh, just a power leg, and again, it comes down to money and where they're at, or, or do they like the roster, just like we were talking with the Sudfeld thing. If there is an upgrade, I think they are at the point where business defines decision-making and making your team better. Uh, yes, they have to be part of the culture, but can you upgrade, and does it fit uh, the money you have? And I, I think that that is in line with every position right now, offense, defense, and special teams with the Lions. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a team that has shown they're kind of fearless when it comes to um, adding competition at every position. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter how, how good you have it. You, you can almost always get better, and the Lions, have, they're in a healthy salary cap position where they have enough money. If I, I don't know what kind of deal McManus is, is necessarily looking for, but uh, I think the Lions have more than enough to, to work out a, a deal for a year or two if, uh, if he's the guy that they like. Really good stuff today. Thank you, Jeremy Reisman, prideofdetroit.com. All the links to their social networks, uh, all the stories, a lot of what we just uh, discussed. Really good off-season conversation right now, prideofdetroit.com. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Learn Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. Guest line, one of the LPGA's top stops comes to West Michigan uh, to help local food pantries and help feed families in need. The Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give Father's Day week at the Blyfield Country Club in Plainfield Township, just north of Grand Rapids. Get those tickets right now at MeyerLPGAClassic.com and all the tourney info at MeyerLPGAClassic.com. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. For various reasons, anytime the Tigers battle the Royals, it reminds me of 1984 when the Tigers swept Kansas City in the A. LCS. On this date, May 24th, that season, Detroit completed a sweep of the Angels on the road, improving their record to an unheard of 35-5 and to start the year. It remains the best 40-game start in Major League Baseball history. In addition to that, the win signaled a 17th straight road win to begin the season. Think about that for a moment. The baseball world can't say enough of Tampa's start this year, and it took them 49 games to reach 35 wins. And by the way, they have just 13 road wins so far this season. 1984, magical and historic. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 Street Glider. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? 
Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together to experience a unique trip across the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. Mini on the Mac also raises vital funds for biomedical research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Not only will you have a great time, but you'll also be supporting a great cause. Register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Register today. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We continue with our number three on this Wednesday statewide broadcast. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Let's go check in. Alan Park. Lions facility, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider when it comes to the Lions and the National Football League. He's standing by in the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give Guest Line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Hey, I like that. The 19, uh, 19 outlets. I think I like to run outside and listen to myself. You can. You can run. Anybody can run outside right now and just hear me anywhere in Michigan. It's a beautiful thing. You can run outside and see the Lions OTAs. I know it's not game situations, it's not full equipment, but what's the first thing that stuck out to you, Mike, on uh, these new Lions and this team in their OTAs? You know, when you really, we haven't had a chance to really see a lot of this yet, but but, but the one thing that struck me out, struck, that struck me the most is how young this team has gotten so quickly and how much better it is, at least on paper, and really based on last last year's production, how getting so much younger and so much better so quickly. It's just a, it, it's really an unusual situation for me. I don't think I've seen exactly this in all the years I've covered the Detroit Lions. How many new Lions have you ran into, not you know, done a formal interview or conversation, but just had a chance to meet from the new Lions? Oh, I'm not sure about that. Look, it was a week or so ago or two weeks ago, I forget exactly which. I think we talked to five, six, seven guys. And the one thing that struck me with all well, that was the rookie camp. That's that's what it was. And uh, the rookie mini camp. And, and huge. what really struck me with all with all of those kids was that, uh, and I didn't t- talk to all of them, but I think I talked to seven or nine or whatever it is, how they had prepared themselves for mini camp. They'd gotten tape and video and talked to people and all that. And even Hendon Hooker, the, the, the quarterback, he had gotten uh, uh, one of the Steve uh, Steve Mitchell, the tight end for Virginia Tech, a rookie last year. They had played together for a year at Virginia Tech, and he had him send him the the the, uh, 
the, the, the routes and all that so he could get, get a, a head start on when, when he got here with the Detroit Lions. I thought it showed an awful lot of enterprise on his part. I'm not sure every you know, young player would think of it, but, but he did, and, and good for him. Mike O'Hare, Detroit Lions insider, columnist for the Lions, the NFL, with DetroitLions.com joining us here on the HUGE show across Michigan. Uh, what are they trying to get out of OTAs? Uh, when you look at this team, how they finish, we all know the numbers. You look at all the new additions. You mentioned being younger, but quicker, better. Uh, some veterans like Gardner Johnson, or you look at Montgomery, and I saw Detroit Lions PR team send out a snapshot of him. He looks awesome. I, man, uh, again, I'm just not sold on Nate Sudfeld as a backup, but the additions off a team that finished really strong – now what's missing? Can they have a really fast start for the first time in the Holmes era? Well, you think about that. They were, what, 0-8 two years ago, 0-8 and 1, I think, before they finally broke through and right. didn't lose. And then last year, 1-6. and six. And look, those you're not going to recover from that very often and make the playoffs. And the Lions, is, 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 look, they're one of the better teams in the league, but they're they were not in the playoffs last year because of what the way they started. I and mean, look, you've got to come out of the gun, out of the gate, you know, blazing guns. You really do if you're going to if you're going to have a successful season. Now, look, there are you know there are examples of it going the other way. And go back to you know Bobby Ross and the San Diego Chargers 35 years ago, whatever it was, where they started one and four, I think it was, and won I think 11 straight and made the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl. I mean, it can happen, but you can't make you can't count on it, and you can't make a living that way. Who do you think is the biggest off-season addition through free agency, draft, uh, re-signing that you think is the most important thing that Holmes and Campbell have done so far this off-season to make the Lions a better football team? Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's not just one person, but it's it's everything they did to, to strengthen the secondary. You now they signed uh, three uh, undrafted or three uh, free agents, not undrafted free agents. And then they drafted a player in the, in the, in the high in the second round, uh, uh, Brian Branch. Brian Branch, I'm sorry, of Alabama to play safety, to play cornerback, to play nickelback. That tells you to me what what the Detroit Lions thought of their secondary last year and the year before, and really. Rightfully so, even though they have some young players developing there, but they needed more. But that, that to me, shows you the, the weakness of that team last year was in the secondary. Regardless, like you can talk about, oh, if we had a better pass rush, we'd be able to, you know, we'd have to cover so long and all that. But still, too many breakdowns in the secondary last year to be a competitive team. And I think that they addressed that and, and more. They really did. I think address golf in a, a, a contract. I know it's been brought up to Holmes a couple of times, I think, or times, plural. And I've read some of the comments from DetroitLions.com. But, you know, you're, you're a businessman if you're Holmes or you know, Sheila Hamp or Campbell. Do you offer a deal earlier uh, than waiting? Uh, will the price tag go up? Uh, I mentioned on air earlier this hour, NFL on CBS threw out a stat. Last six years, only Mahomes and Rodgers have more wins at quarterback in terms of starting games than Jared Goff. So what's, what's your stance on the future of golf in Detroit beyond this current deal? Well, there's two, two different things, what it's, what, what it's going to end up being and what I think they should do or, or what I would do. And I would... Uh, Somewhere in the middle of this season, if he's playing anything close to what he played last year, you know, I mean, I'm, and it might not be exactly the same because, look, 
one or two interceptions can change your whole passer rating and all that, you know, the technicalities of all that. But I think he's their quarterback for the present, and I think he's their quarterback for the future. I really do. I believe it. You know, I've seen guys get hot, you know, and just get hot and have a good, you know, three, four, five, six, six games. But this is a guy who's a veteran quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl with the Atlanta, with, with the Los Angeles Rams, and then to watch him do it here in, in, in Detroit on teams that have won, you know, went three three or three thirteen and one and started one and six, and, and really, really dragged this team to some sort of heights, whatever they are. Not he did it all on his own, but really set an set up. The precedent set an example of what what can what is to come for the Detroit Lions with him at quarterback, and I would think somewhere along the line that uh, sometime this year, if it, this season, if it continues, that I you know I would extend him you know with, within reason now, of course, I would extend him, and 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 why go into a, a lame duck season with him next year? Yeah, and there's that again that catch twenty two in both sides of the fence on this. That if the Lions get out of the box and win at Kansas City and they're four and one, five and oh and all of a sudden you want to offer golf a an extension, you know, he might say, I'm gonna wait and see, you know, where this year goes and the price goes up, or do you do it now to show stability? Do you go off for a couple years at forty five, fifty million a year, which seems to be the going rate right now with a lot of guaranteed money, knowing you then have Hooker and his uh, red shirt year, and he gets a couple, three years to develop, and could be your guy uh, down the road. It's it's an interesting business decision here uh, by Holmes and Campbell. Yeah, but here's one thing about it, Hughes. And I don't I don't know if people really pay attention to this or understand it or not. But Jared Goff is a young quarterback. He's 28 years old. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers at 39 or 40 or whatever he is. I wouldn't try if he told me if he told me how old he was. I wouldn't believe him anyway. But but there's a guy who's got ten more years left. I mean, he's got ten good years of football left in him. It's not he's not on his last legs now. He can get hurt and he get injured. I get all that. But if things just play out the way they play out for most you know most quarterbacks, he can be here. Like I said, he can be here for another decade. What's wrong with that? That's why I'm I'm on the where I'm at right now. The more you and analytics are ruling the game. At times, maybe too much, but I look at a young quarterback. I look at even a four-year extension and say, he's my guy. And some will say, well, then why'd you draft Hooker? Well, you know, uh, injuries, you let the guy learn. Uh, you know, who knows if he, if he has to jump in sooner than later after this season. But this franchise is on such a good path right now that, you know, I, I believe successful NFL franchises are triggered by quality QBs front office, and obviously coaching. And I, I would well, offer it right now and get it done so it's out of the way. There you go. Well, I don't know if I'd, I, you know what, I, I wouldn't, I could not argue with that. It's not exactly what I would do. I would wait a little bit, but but let's just say you you uh, you have Hooker for another two years or whatever it is. Two years, three years, whatever it would be. And, and Goff is still playing, you know, really good football. You can do the same thing that the New England Patriots did what, six years ago, seven years ago, trade Garoppolo, their backup quarterback, who was never going to get in. He was never going to beat out you know, Tom Brady and get a second-round draft pick for a guy you drafted in the third round and had some sort of you know, some sort of insurance value with him in case, you know, if the, as the backup quarterback eventually. And what's wrong with that? Look, there's an old saying, you know, if you want to catch fish, go where the fish are. Well, 
right now the fish are where the quarterback is in Detroit. That's want to catch. That's where you go. Yeah, DetroitLines.com fishing with Mike uh, on the Detroit River <laughs> debuts uh, tomorrow at seven p.m. DetroitLines.com. Mike always loved uh, the Lions NFL conversation. Enjoy some downtime, and we'll talk soon. All right, huge. Thanks as always for having me. All right, back at you, Mike O'Hare, Detroit Lions insider, joining us on the Meyer LPGA Classic. For Simply Give Guest Line, that tournament happens Father's Day week at the Blyfield Country Club, Plainfield Township, north of GR. Tickets, tourney info, it's an unbelievable week. Go to MeyerLPGAClassic.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Maybe you have a job as a dentist or a teacher or a student, but if you're driving in your car listening to this ad, your job right now is to drive. That's it. And that job does not involve touch screens or texts or scrolling through social media. It involves your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road. Distracted driving is dangerous and deadly. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police has one simple request. Do your job. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time for another edition of True and Blue, something we do each and every week at this time with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and we spotlight the great men and women who are serving and protecting us each and every day. And Kim Coster is the public safety chief for the city of Wyoming. 
She has been with Wyoming PD for 27 years and many roles uh, in her career in Wyoming. Community policing, 9-11 supervisor, detective, patrol lieutenant, hostage negotiator, just to name a few. And now the public safety chief for the city of Wyoming joins us here on True and Blue. Welcome back, Kim. Thank you for having me, Bill. Appreciate it. All right. From when we talked in February to where we are today at the end of May or nearing the end of May, I, I believe there is, not just with what we're doing statewide on the radio, but there seems to be a shift here uh, with the public, with the media, when it comes to law enforcement and what they're doing, serving, protecting each and every day. Absolutely. I think we're we're seeing a, a lot of support from the community and a lot of excitement about some of the opportunities that there are to serve um, in the capacity of being a police officer. So that's that's really encouraging. Uh, have you seen uh, more interest uh, from men and women looking to fill out an application or become part of uh, the Wyoming PD? We have, and the opportunities today are um, plentiful. Um, and the sponsorship program that's offered through MCOLS um, is really attractive for people that are thinking about either making a career change or just getting into law enforcement um, coming out of, you know, uh, getting a maybe a um, associate's degree. So, yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of excitement. And uh, now you can actually be sponsored through an academy where uh, your tuition is paid. And also you can uh, perhaps get paid while you go through the academy, something way different than when I started in law enforcement back in the 80s. So recruitment's a big part of it. We talked about image. uh Community connections are a big part of policing now, but retention, I think that's something that's very important with chiefs like yourself and across the state of Michigan on officers who may have been mentally drained by uh, the image and what has happened over the last four to eight years. Uh, How do you work with keeping uh, officers on, those men and women who serve and protect in Wyoming? How's the retention rate? rate is pretty good. Um, again, we have strong community support in the city of Wyoming, and I think that's a huge thing. So um, when the community, you know, whether it's on social media or um, things that they do, they bring in, you know, treats and things like that for the officers. They um, wave to them. They uh, thank them when they're out in public, and, and that kind of stuff just really really helps the officers to know that what they do is appreciated. Kim, for you, with uh being at the top of public safety and the chief of police in Wyoming, Michigan, in terms of that community policing that I mentioned, uh, what do you talk about with your officers and department? Well, it's huge. You know, I think the community has made it um, pretty loud and clear that they want to see police officers engaging. Um, so that's why we do things like uh, police in the park, where we're going to be out at our local parks um, every every uh, week, and we're going to be serving ice cream and just uh hanging out with some of the kids in the park, uh, kicking around a a soccer ball or playing basketball. Um, You know, people just want to see us and um, interact with us. And I think that's really a a big message to our officers is, you know, get out of the car, um, talk to people, um, and just treat people right. You know, respect, uh, care, compassion, uh, kindness, and things like that. So um, those are things that we uh, preach around here, and our officers are so good at uh, developing those relationships and maintaining uh, relationships because it makes our community stronger um, and safer by building those relationships. Talk about building relationships. 27 years with the Wyoming Police Department here on the west side of the state, Kim Coster, uh, now the chief of police, official title, public safety chief 
for Wyoming, building those relationships inside the department, also inside the business and home communities throughout uh, the city of Wyoming. Joining us on another edition of True and Blue, which is presented each week on the Huge Show by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. If there is somebody listening right now, Kim, that's interested in becoming part of public safety in Wyoming here on the west side of the state, uh, what are the easy paths they can follow uh, to connect to you and your department? I think most agencies uh, have a website, so go to the city's website, and on there you'll see job opportunities. And we have postings there for a recruit position. Um, Like I said, they'll be sponsored through an academy. Uh, We also have just open police officer positions for those candidates that are certifiable and and have already been through the academy and ready to go. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of opportunities and really looking for some people that have a heart for service. Yeah, I know we have talked with a lot of police chiefs across Michigan since early 2023. Over 4,000 positions are open in law enforcement in the state of Michigan. So just Google City of Wyoming Police Department would be the easiest way. That's City of Wyoming. And Kim, uh, to you and the Wyoming Police Department, keep up the great work. I appreciate what you do on a daily basis. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate you having us on. Yeah, back at you, Kim Coster. Public Safety Chief for the City of Wyoming. If you're interested in law enforcement and working with Kim and her team in Wyoming, just Google City of Wyoming Police Department, fill out an app, and begin that journey on your own. Just search City of Wyoming Police Department. Google that today. Big. Bad. Huge.